Hi everyone, I'm James Lawson and today I have the delightful task of speaking to my wonderful colleague Helen for our podcast series 10 Minutes With. I have the pleasure of working with Helen on a daily basis. She's the magic ingredient to all our Inex tech searches. Um, she's our resident data insight specialist and researcher, helping us ensure our reach in the market is deep and targeted and we absolutely could not live without her. So, hi Helen. Hi guys. Um, so this podcast is about a spotlight on you, what you're all about, um, and trying to bring to life a bit more around you to our wider audience and customers and clients. Great, so, yeah, happy for that. Um, so I've briefly touched upon what you do. Um, can you briefly tell us more about what you do here at Inex and you know, give us a bit more detail behind that? Yeah, sure thing. So my role is constantly evolving. So um, one of my core functions, obviously, I'm a researcher and I focus on data and insights as well. So I'm really focused on putting together our market maps, pulling through the information that you guys provide me with and, you know, dropping you out some insightful data from that. So, I mean, to do that, I obviously have to rely a lot on like previous industry knowledge that I've already gained because it's it's quite difficult to interpret data you don't understand. So luckily for me, I do have a background that, that allows me to interpret that data. Um, on the other side of things, um, I also help out with the event management side. So pulling together events for our sea level community around the Midlands. Um, that is something that we're actively working on, like pushing more at the moment. So really enjoying that. And as I said, my role is constantly evolving. I'm finding myself writing more articles now as well, which is always good fun. I, I do like to write a good article. Um, so yeah, that's just a bit about what I do for now. Might change. <laughs> and what's the favourite thing then about being part of the tech team here at NX? I think my favourite thing is coming into a company that, you know, you guys have all worked together for a really long time. You've all got really close-knit relationships and you work together like a seamless machine. So coming into that is comforting. You know, there's already a well-established pattern to what's going on. People know what their roles are. People know how to work with each other. Um, and from that, you know how to fit yourself in. Because if no one else knows where they sit, it's quite difficult to place yourself. So coming into a team that really works together that well is, is really comforting. So I think that's my favourite thing. Fab. That's, well, that's lovely to hear because we're delighted to have you here. <laughs> you're, fabbed, you're now one of the family. Um, now you've got your feet under the table and you're... You've been speaking and um, to many different people across the last year. You're doing a lot of research insights work for us. Um, you've got a, a different take and insight into the tech sector than most people out there. So from what you've seen and learned over the course of the last year around the tech sector, what do you think has changed and where do you think it's going in the future? So I started off my tech journey in cloud and DevOps. So um, I've watched that grow over the past three years, which has been great. But, you know, what the general consensus we're coming to now is that most companies have completed the majority of their cloud journeys. And, you know, they're, they're continuously working on migrations, but they've got that underway and they're comfortable with that. Um, you know, the big data has already happened. But I think now what's really important is people working on the sort of AI side with data. Um, that's becoming a massive thing. And also cybersecurity. You know, over the past three years, we've seen that absolutely skyrocket with the amount of like attacks that have happened. We need first responders to that. So I think based on the past three years I've had in the tech sector, that would be what I've noticed. Um, and I mean... I don't have too much to say about the C-level community yet because I've been in the industry for, what, four months. Um, but based on that, I would think that most boards at the moment are going to be focused on cyber and generative AI. Great. And keeping on the theme of insights, we're going to move away from the tech sector and look inwardly into Inex and look for your insights on a couple of folk that work for us. So when you're thinking about Dan, who you work with on a daily basis, can you bring to life for the listeners a bit more about Dan and, and what he's about professionally and personally? Absolutely. Dan's fantastic. He 
has absolute knowledge in his industry. He has such a good network of people that he's so close to. And he communicates so well. He's excellent. And, you know, he's just somebody that you can sit down with and have a chat on a daily basis. He gives absolutely brilliant advice. So, you know, to any of the execs out there, you know, thinking about what their next move is, speak to somebody like Dan because... They, they have 20 years of industry knowledge and they can really point you in the right direction. And personally, like, he's great to speak to. He's just, he's a lovely bloke. I mean, even though he's, you know, just had his two babies and he's really busy, like, he'll always still make time for me on a daily basis. Like, if I call him and I need help, he's always still there to help. So, yeah, he's just fab. Um, a very tired man. And a tired man, yeah. <laughs> very and a very tired, tired, man, a very tired <laughs> caffeinated man. <laughs> Moving from one tired man to another, a um, good friend of mine, Chris, who runs our Birmingham business and is an integral part of our Inex journey. Um, can you describe Chris to everyone and bring Chris's personality to life for us? Oh, yeah. Chris Chris is brilliant. He's so funny. So uh, I'll tell you a little story. When when Chris Chris interviewed me for, for this job for the Birmingham office and... I, I was a bit intimidated by him at first. I, I found him a little bit scary, but, you know, getting to know him, he's just so funny. He's, he's not what you expect at all. Like, he's so good at what he does. He's got such fantastic industry knowledge. But he's such... He's going to hate me for saying this, but he's such a cuddly man. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> he will fantastic. hate you for saying that. Yeah. But I agree with you. He's a very cuddly man. He's a very cuddly man. He's, he's lovely. He's really comforting presence to have. Um, and yeah, he's great. He's, he's given me some brilliant advice. Like, I would say if I needed some really strong advice, I would go to Chris. He gives you that, like, really... He's, Dad vibes. There you go. Yeah, Dad amen, vibes. amen to that. <laughs> I've taken the guy up on that as well. So, um, yeah, fab- fabulous guy. I think I'll add a couple more bits to that. Chris is just a brilliant leader. I think he encapsulates everything that leadership stands for, and we're very lucky to have him in, in this business for sure. Absolutely. Um, but going back to you and a bit of a spotlight on you, the podcast is obviously meant to shine a light on NX. That's why we're here. But we also want to get to know the people behind The Voice. So a few questions for you. Um, what book or podcast are you reading or listening to at the moment? Oh, that's quite hard. So I don't listen to podcasts. Um, I, I don't listen to the radio. I get weirdly annoyed listening to other people talk for too long but in terms of books you know I I tend to average around 200 to 250 a year so the last book I read was a book 200 to 250 books a year yeah I read a lot of books hells wow that's Um, great so yeah highly undereducated at the moment don't get me wrong some of them are terrible but I still read them (laughs) I still count them on my goodreads um the last book I read was Murtar by Christopher Paolini which is um a series of books written about dragons um, I used to love them when I was younger, and he's recently released um, a new book. So, yeah, um, great books. If anyone is interested in dragons, I'd give them a read. <laughs> <laughs> Fab. And what do you enjoy doing out of work when you're not reading? I'd imagine there's no time to do anything other than read. <laughs> well, yeah, so <laughs> when I'm not working and not reading, I, I tend to play a lot of games. So I've been an avid gamer since I was a little girl, to be honest with you, um, and that's something I've carried on with me. Um, so on the weekends, if I'm not reading a book, uh, you can probably find me sitting on my PlayStation on my computer having a nice game. Okay, so we're gonna uh, another question here, which I'm not sure what the answer is going to be. But um, if you could compete in the Olympics, then what sport would it be, and why? Well, um, I would probably say karate. I did mixed martial arts for 13 years, um, so I feel like I'd stand a better chance than anything else. I mean, I'm kind of short, so anything you know other than something that requires a low centre of gravity, I'm kind of, I'm not <laughs> going to do very well. Yeah, a good fight with Chris, I'd imagine. He's a short person himself. Well, there you go. That, that's it. So I feel like I, I definitely, I, I do karate. Um, so ho- hopefully that never happens because I don't think I'd win. And go back into careers. What was your first job? What was the first job you ever had? Oh, my first ever job was when I was 16. And um, I remember thinking, I need, I need to start getting some money and start saving for uni. And I worked at the range as a cashier. 
and it was hell on earth. Just it was so busy. My it daughter's so favourite shop in the whole world. I, I went there on the weekend. I, <laughs> I love the range. I love the range. But every time I see the cashiers, just if anyone goes to the range, please be nice to the cashiers. They have such a difficult job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thinking about what you might live your life by, then what favourite quotes or phrases or, or terminologies you try and like live your life by? Um, I, d- I wouldn't say I have any favourite quotes, but words to live by or like a sort of ethic or ethos I go by is that I don't want to regret anything. So if I look back and thought that probably wasn't the best decision, but it led to this outcome, like I don't like to look back and regret. Um, so I'll, I'll tend to do first and ask for forgiveness. Great. Quick fire <laughs> then. Quick fire round. Um, ready? Yeah. Strapped let's in. Go. Let's go. Teams meetings are in person. In person. Summer or winter? Winter. Morning or evening? Evening. Climb a mountain or skydive? Skydive. Cats or dogs? Cats. It's raining cats and dogs today. Yeah, it is. When watching TV shows, one episode at a time or binge them all in one go? Definitely binge them all in one go. Introvert or extrovert? Mm, Difficult. I'd probably go for extrovert. Travel in the past or travel to the future? Into the past. Thinker or doer? Doer. Favourite board game? Scrabble. Everyone says Scrabble. I love Scrabble. Everyone says Scrabble. It's the best. It's definitely not the best. It is definitely the best. Guess who's the best board game? Oh, no. Is it a board game? Is Guess Who a board game? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's the one where you you flick them down, isn't it? Very good. Um, If the CEO asked you for advice, what would you say? If any CEO asked you for advice, what would you say to them? Um, If you're looking for ways to improve your company... Go to your first line support engineers, your third line support engineers, the people at the bottom and ask them what they need because it's about solid foundations. You know, it doesn't matter what your second in command is doing to improve it. What, what are your first and third line engineers doing to improve things? What do they need? Awesome. And one final question then. Going to go back to tech. Yep. Thinking about 2024, what do you think is going to happen in the year ahead? Well, we're, we're so focused on generative AI, generative AI that I don't really want to talk about that. What I'd be interested in seeing is how um, quantum technology is going to push push the zero trust models in cybersecurity. Um, I think that's really fascinating. And, you know, we're coming into an age of quantum computing now, which is going to drive AI and it's going to drive everything. But I'd be really fascinated on seeing how that drives cyber. Awesome. Thanks, Helen. And thanks, everyone, for listening. That brings our 10 minutes with Inex to a close. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation and we'll hope you listen to us very soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Cheers. Bye.